Did you did you record all those all those tracks? Yeah, all of them. And then what you do, you, whatever we did, you just put them on the input side. Then we bounce. Hallelujah. And then obviously you add gain and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Praise the Lord. How did that sound? Did that sound nice? Did it sound good? Yeah. Better? Yeah. Felt like you are somewhere. Yeah? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Seven things, eight things the Lord hates. Where are we? Proverbs chapter. Oh, all right. Let's go to Proverbs chapter number six. Proverbs six, you there? Okay, let's find it. Verse one. Proverbs 6, verse 16. All right, let's read. Let's read, please. These six things the Lord hates, yet seven Okay, let's, let's, read, let's read verse 12 into... Uh, who's, who's, who's the wisest man to ever live? Yeah, that's excluding Jesus, right? Who? <laughs> uh, well, Jesus insinuated that John was greater than him. Remember Jesus said, everybody born of a John. So was Jesus born of a woman? So is, was, was Jesus saying John was greater than him? Could John be greater than Jesus? Impossible, right? But Jesus is born of a woman. So is he included among? Yeah? Is he? Is probably? He's born of the spirit. Did Jesus say everybody born of a man? He said everybody born of a man. So he was included there as well. Was John greater than Jesus? Why? Why couldn't John be greater than Jesus? But Jesus said everybody, John was greater than everybody. None was greater than John. But in context, he says, but the least one in the kingdom will be greater than John. Because Jesus was key. Key. So Jesus was comparing what? Was comparing John to who? To what? To the kingdom. Can John be greater than the kingdom? But is John greater than other men? Yes. So are you greater than John? Are you greater than John? Yes. 
Yes. What makes you greater than John? The fact that you are? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. John 3. 3. Born? Born? Let's get there. Uh, let's read verse 12. I mean verse 12, ne? Yeah, let's read. A. A what? Uh, verse 12, ne? Uh, no, nah, nah, mine doesn't say that. What does it say? Yes, mine says worthless. But it shouldn't be worthless there. Haughty. Naughty. What translation is it? KJV. You know what's the word there? Belial. Yeah, the, the word there is Belial. The Belial, Belial refers to uh, wickedness, right? Right? What makes man worthless? A worthless man, a wicked man, works with what? Works with what? Yeah? He... He, he does what with his eyes? He does what? He does what? Be careful of winkers. Be careful of? He shuffles. Yeah. He points with his? Perversities in his? He devises what? He sows? Therefore, suddenly he shall be. Then verse 16. He said what? No, these. The Lord what? Have you ever heard in the Bible God hates something? <laughs> but the Bible says he. He loads it, right? So he, there are six things, yet seven that the Lord hates. That means it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much prayer you do in life. Doesn't matter how much giving you do in life. Doesn't matter how much singing you do in life. If these things are found in you, you are automatically a repellent to the Lord. It says these things the Lord hates, right? A what? Mm. Eh, eh, don't, don't be fast. Let's, let's start there. A what? What's a proud look? Yeah, how does it look like? What's his own cup? What's his own cup? Yeah. From Ugupi. We end the journey. We end the journey. Yeah, also the end. Notice, are the Lord hates it. Are the Lord hates it. <laughs> yeah. That's a what? So when you look at people with that. Yeah? Nana? You know that look of yours? Yeah? Yes, that look of yours. 
Yeah, I, I say I come watch what I make on. Imagine say one, what I make on. You know, why it that look? Yeah, noms. Yes, unai. No, we can be honest here. We can be honest. Does she have it? Oh. Yeah, we can be honest. Unai or Nangish? Unai. You've got that proud look, big, going on. Are what? A proud look. No, the Lord hate does what? It's a look. It's a it's not a swear word or it's a look. And the Lord hates that look. He hates it. If if he ever catches you with that look. That means you have written off every single blessing that was supposed to come. Not even written off, maybe delayed or maybe suspended. No, you know what question I'm trying to answer in your heart? Why is harvest not coming forth as speedily as it should? Yes, le mamti. Yeah. That's what that's what it means there. It's a look. It's a Shab, you don't have it, boy. I've never seen it. Truly, I've never seen it. But that thing is dangerous. The Lord, He what? Jenna, the Lord does what? That look, you go to my papa, you go to take a tape. Yes. Lord, that's what? You see what messes, mess, God messes us up is the very simple things. In life, is the very simple things. It's not the big things, the very simple, very simple things. Are he? When a dog starts looking at you funny, you know that it has lost respect for you. How many of you have had a dog? Yeah? You've had a dog. You still have a dog. It, the dog looks at you different than it would me, right? If it, when it looks at me, it doesn't look at me the same way it looks at you. But when your own dog starts looking at you that way, it means it's about it, any moment now, it, it will snap at you. You, you had a dog? Has it done that to you? Okay, maybe you're a good master. Right? Maybe when you don't feed it, the eyes start changing. You know what it is. It's a look. It's a what? And the Lord does what? All single ladies, all single ladies.
It's a what? So you should never look at somebody downward. Never. Never in your life look at somebody. When you look at somebody, you must look at them. But never turn a haughty look on a person. Let's read. Number two. Are the Lord does what? Jesus. Yes? Faga mafali, fagi cheese, fagi arch. A lying tongue. Eh? The Lord does what? Bible, does the Bible say the Lord hates fornication? Does, does it say he hates it? Obviously, he doesn't hate it. He hates it, right? But the Bible doesn't explicitly say the Lord hates. Does it say it? But we know that he doesn't approve of it, right? That means that a lying tongue is more offensive than a fornicator. Why? Because of, of the emphasis the Lord puts on his hate, his harbor, his loathing of that thing. And then you want to play, you want to play dice on God. Yeah, mudimu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why this? Why that? Don't work with God. God doesn't work. That don't work with God. Number three. Hopefully you're not at that level. I'm Louis. I'm Molai. You're not a thief. But uteingi mol. Go first level, second level. Number one, number two. You there? Have you ever lied, Chris? Yeah. I'm not talking about now. You've lied. How did you feel? You didn't feel anything because you were. In that area, it was normal. Can you lie now? Why? So if, if, if lying is good, why then when you come before or into the Lord, you start feeling somehow when you lie? Yeah? What's that thing that makes you feel? Because some of you still lie. Let's face it, you still lie. You still? You know it's easy to tell liars. Because, listen, you, you, <laughs> your, 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 your own body will, will rat you out. All, all you need to do to catch a liar is just look at them in the eye. Their body will, will jerk. The, the body, no, the body will, will start doing, because you must understand, a body has a language of its own. 
So you can tell you can say something that's completely different from how your body is responding to, to what you just said. Ask somebody who's ever done an abortion, or have you ever done an abortion? They'll say, no. No. The eyes will move. The eyes will go, no. Why? Because the body tells, the body has its own knowledge. It retains its own knowledge. It has its own body of information that it lets out. <laughs> there are many of you who have lied to me here. <laughs> you are just causing harm to yourself. Let's read. Yeah, uh, uh, hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that Have you ever been there? Yeah? Come on now. Be honest. You see, you see, you're lying. You see, you're lying. Have you ever planned evil against someone? <coughs> to do someone wrong, like you planned it, like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm calm, by the way. Have you ever done it? Wow. And then you go pray. Do you see the hypocrisy? Wait, what? It don't work. Let's go. Yeah? Do you have those? Yeah? Jay? Sweet feet that are swift. To what? Feet that are swift to do what? Okay, to you what's evil? Define evil for me. Uh-uh, Mike, don't come with your technical things yet. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. I don't want any opposite. I want like straight out. It's the opposite of what is not good. What is good? Oh, hell no, man. Come on. What is evil? What is it? Okay, define it. And then? And I have it, but I'm you, I have it. Oh, okay. That's evil, ne? That's, that's a beautiful example. So, Mike, you're evil. <laughs> you So, Mike is evil. What, what is he supposed to tell you? Uh, if he has it, he's supposed to tell me that it's, it's for a different purpose. No. No, yes, because that's evil. That's deceiving. See that? That's being deceptive. That's why Jesus said anything more than your no and a yes is of the devil. Do you see now how is it of the devil? Can you see? If, if I say to him, go, uh, please, bro, I only get eat at time. 
Uti, no. Right? And I get angry that you said no. Is that righteousness or is that evil? But if I say, nigga, at time, Uti, give me, ah, I pelile, jo, yazi pelile. Then one hour later, Zabo phone. Is that evil? So you're operating by who? See how evil is brought into your life? What else is evil, Noms? No, it's not about you can't think of it now. You gotta think now. What's evil? To you, what's evil? Like uk tochum seven z like torture jan abscond. Say your uh work time is up until three and then you just leave That's evil. Is that evil? Is that look 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 at look at look at look at all these unsafe people. Is that evil? Is that evil? No, they said no. Is that how is it not evil? How is it not evil? <laughs> They're paying you to work until three, where now you take, you take two hours before. Mahal. Is that evil or is that good? And my final year metric, ne? I think I spent 40, 45% in class, 65 outside class. In my matric, I wasn't in class, boy. <laughs> is that good or evil? Why is it good? Why is it evil? Because here's my logic. I've been in school all my life. Twelve years. I'm tired. I need a break. That was that was my logic. I need a break. I need. I just need a break. Evil or good? Evil. Why? Why? What? Yeah, put it in a sentence. <laughs> Unruly. Put it in a sentence. It's not good, right? Why? My justification was they get an scholar twelve years. I'm enough now. I need a I need a break. I need to relax. So I'd relax, cast school time, move around. Classes, you know, just move around, sit, sit there at the corner, sit at the passage, just, just be, you know, enjoy life. <laughs> evil or good? <laughs> evil. Why was it evil? No, put, put, a, put it in a nice way. Is it unruly? Yes. Of the school, irrespective of how you felt about the rules. So that is evil. Okay, here's a perfect example, right? Hagar and Sarah. Remember Hagar and Sarah? Sarah started ostracizing, persecuting, giving Hagar a hard time. Remember? What did Hagar do? She kicked it, right? She said, what? I can't take this. Right? She was harsh and 
Sarah was harsh on on Sarah. I mean, Sarah was harsh on Agar while she was pregnant. So she would tell her to do crazy things. So Hagar was enough. Along the way, Hagar meets an angel. What did the angel say? Uh Uh-uh. What did the angel say? What did the angel say? So the angel was shocked. Angel was shocked that Hagar is out of place. Angel was shocked. What are you doing here? Question. Is Hagar justified? Come on, let's be human beings. She was. Why? Sarah was jealous. And then? Mistreatment, right? Hagar wired up. Angel is asking Hagar, what are you doing here? What does Hagar say? My mistress doing this, this, this. You're talking to an angel. You're talking to? And then what does the angel say? No, I want you to put, put it in the way the angel said it. Go. What did the angel say? Go back to your mistress and do what? Oh my God. Was what Sarah doing to Hagar evil or righteousness? But the angel said it was what? No, the angel said it was it was Hey, that thing, that thing Sarah did too is bad. Do you know the story? You know it? Imagine you're talking to an angel, Hagar. Hagar. Sarah. Sarah. It's just go bad. Outfit toilet paper. Outfit tissue. Go. And then don't just go back. Don't go back and do what? Because of who? Because of who? Because of? Because of? Here's another one. Ishmael is grown. Isaac is still a boy. Kabatia high. Patia Isaac. Ishmael starts doing some crazy things to the boy. So, Sarah only believes. These are domestic things. Mara, literally, give me the name. Only believes, Sarah. Sarah is a ring. A ring, Sarah. Get this child and the born woman out from here. For she shall not be what? She shall not be the same of my, with my child. Adam, Abraham, Because Abraham loved Ishmael. Ne? What did God say to Abraham? <laughs> what? But was she was was Sarah right? Ask Was Sarah right? Yeah. Remember, Sarah had a thing. Again, 
She had a thing against Hagar because Hagar could bear, she couldn't bear. Remember what took Hagar out the first time? Daily Sarah. In Eli? So God, That's a question you must ask. I'm asking, was what Sarah did righteous or evil? So God says, God says to Sarah, I mean, God said to Abraham, listen to, for she is. And then what did God say? Take the, the child and the born woman away. Abraham. No mom Ubani? Ubani? Anmazilo. Anmazilo, the sweet konyana Jesus. Anmazilo. And Naram Tosha Umtuma Umtoshangan. Namanzi Nesink, Ilof Umtonawak. And then imagine if you were Abraham's brother, and Marot AB, can't you what's up? Or no, Lord said. Or, or the Lord said, I must, I must, I must check them out. Hey, get me to your AB. Just keep on. Oh, no, bro, it's the Lord. Is that it? Would you believe it's the Lord? Yet it was. Mudim. What are the little bit Yeah. On the basis of people's rights, God said no. Yes. On the basis that ministrasia and Tosha Tosha had, and then that is right because ministrasia, ministrasia had. Yeah, Uncle Uncle Pella, Uncle Uncle is not factoring in human rights. He's not factoring. Yes, he's he's factoring what? That is no. This is the concern. Yeah, it's it's not the it's not the son of. So Unkulunkulu did not regard Ishmael. Unkulunkulu. Was he righteous? Here's another one. Here's another one. Esau have I hated. Jacob have I loved. When they were still in their mother's womb, before they even did any wrong, God begins to be impartial. He hates this one. He loves this one. God. Mudim. Is, is he right? Are you supposed to hate your children? Are you supposed to give her favorites and partake up as God's favorite? Jacob was God's Is that not evil? Is that not evil? So you're saying God is evil. Yeah? 
So God is impartial. Because once you say God is impartial, you are casting the fact that God is not, God is not, is not infallible. So he's subject to moral failure. So is God evil? So is God righteous in him hating Esau and loving Jacob? You are supposed to say yes. God, because he's God. Because he's in. So, so fallibility and infallibility is not on the spectrum on what we humans perceive. Right and wrong is not on the same spectrum of what human beings perceive. You, 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 that's what I'm trying to show you. That what may seem wrong to you is right to God. <laughs> and what may seem right to you is wrong to God. You know what the, here's, here's what the Bible says. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says to rod a child is to love them. To rod, it says it is their glory. That's what wisdom says. To rod a child is, the, is to remove what? Foolishness from their heart. To rod them. But then there's human law says, if you ever strike a child, you go to jail. You know now if you hit your child, one how I know to case. One how. And then when uvagashele uvagashelu mamvai, umamvai uzo ukedu kita manzi batize banga wakiti. Ati ozala, ati ro ro. Uta hai manvai, hai manvai. Why uso? Who's right? Is there a cause for the rod? So every time there's a cause for a rod. Is justification, right? Now, if you leave your child, what will happen to them? You know, my son is, is one year. Ne? If I say no, he knows. I don't speak twice with him. If I say no, he knows. If I say no, I'm drinking coffee. Ne? I'm drinking coffee. So normally I, he likes, right? So I give him. So I finish that glass. So normally he likes to play with the glass. So yesterday I said, I want to test this. I put the glass there, right? He comes from the room. I'm sitting there. I'm watching TV. He comes in. He goes for the glass. I say, no. He stops. He comes back. He plays. He never went back to the glass. He never went back to the glass. When he look at the glass, He'd look away, go the other direction. <laughs> so he's going for the glass. When his mother took the glass, then he, he wanted the glass. But when I said no, it was no. Does that mean I don't love my child? Yeah? It doesn't. It doesn't. Dogs. Dogs. Know only one language. Do you know what's the language dogs understand? It's command. Dogs don't understand suggestion. They don't. Dogs, they don't. Do you know what's the greatest pet to have? Is a what? Is a dog. Dogs don't know any other thing except commands. If you treat, if you treat the dog like a child, 
That dog will, if, especially if, if it's one of those other dogs, those multi-bred dogs, it will kill you. It'll Rita, it'll, it'll kill you. It's Oketa. Why? Because dogs don't listen to... They, they have this thing, they can smell fear. Because commands and fear don't go hand in hand. You can't say sit down, but in your heart you're like, sit down, when I That's how they understand order. That's how they understand that you're above it. If you can't control a dog, a dog will control you. Do you understand that? It's how animals are, are programmed. It's how animals are. So if, 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 if God, if God put that thing in a dog, that means it's in every single human being. Why do you know that something is wrong and you still do it? It's because you are not told. You did not have the voice of authority in your life. You see that? So there are things that are wrong, that are right. There are things that are right, that are wrong. Do you understand? Do you understand? Do you, wait, do you understand? Or you are still in your human mind? You see, here's the challenge the word of God all, all gives all of us. The word of God gives us the challenge of accepting it as finality without questioning. And that's what true faith is. is to be persuaded by the integrity, the infallibility of the word of God. That's, that's, that's true faith. Did Abraham argue with God? Did Abraham say, on a mental sabbatical thinking, I don't know, brainstorm. Did he do that? Why didn't he do it? He, he did not question. He did not so let's look at another scenario again. Again, Rebecca loves Jacob. Isaac loves Esau. At the end, did Isaac know that Jacob was the chosen one? He? He did. But he still preferred because he loved. So Esau was Isaac's favorite. So at the end of Isaac's life, when he is supposed to transfer the Abrahamic blessing, who did Isaac choose? Isaac chose Esau. Rebecca, who did she choose? So that, that uh, whole deception going on, was it an approved one? Was it an approved one? So did, did Jacob lie? Did Jacob lie to his father? Yes. Did Jacob deceive his father? Yes. Was it approved by heaven? Yes. <laughs> Why was it approved by heaven? Because it was 
So, Pila Pila, who designed the circumstance? Even the lying, the deceiving? God. Let's ask another question. Samson. See, see if you read your Bible, if you re- truly read your Bible, ne? these are things that will plague you. Samson. Samson. Who? Samson. He will be a what? A Nazarene from birth. No strong drink, no wine, don't cut his hair. Again, he's a Nazarene unto the Lord. When the boy is of age, go fetch me a wife. Not from Israel. From where? From? From? Did it, what his parents said? What did his parents say? His parents says no. It's against the law. We can't do that. And you know what the scripture says? They did not know that this thing was from the Lord. No, I'm trying to show you what right, what's righteousness. Uh, I think it's Judges, ne? Judges chapter uh, from 80 Gideon, and then Samson uh, 16, Samson 16, chapter 14, it's like, Chapter 14, verse 1. Now Samson went down to Timah and saw a woman in Timah of the daughters of the... So he went up and told his father and mother, saying, I have seen a woman in Timah of the daughters of the Philistines. Now therefore get her for me as a what? Then his father... And mother said to him, Is there no man among the daughters of your brethren or among my people that you may go and get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? So it was known. And Samson said to his, to his mother, Do what? Then read verse 4. Oh, his father and mother did not know that the request was from who has the request from? The Lord. <laughs> I didn't write the Bible. Please. So don't ostracize me. Who, who, who? What happened? The request was from who? The but did he not say you shall not marry from the Gentiles and the heathens? Wasn't it in law? But this one is from the Lord. So wasn't Samson breaking the law? But it was from the Lord. So God approved that breaking of the law. God approved it. Did God approve it? The Bible says it was of the Lord that Samson wanted a wife from the Philistines. It was, that means the desire... The inspiration came from the Lord. But that thing was against the law of God. 
So huila halam mo. Huila halam. Why is God breaking the law? Did God break the law? Yeah. Tama lang. Funi pa ipel noms. Pero kung sasela mo sa mga tiyangas, yiming palip ipel. Food dala. Food verse four. Food, food, food. Read it. But. It was of the? Read it in every translation. It will still be the same thing. He said the reason why he wanted to seek an occasion that he might what? So it was a strategy. But that strategy meant that God was going to break his own law that he told his people. It's not breaking of the law, the transgression of the law sin. So was 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 Samson sinning? Yes. Who, who, where did the law most come from? <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So was Samson sinning? Was Mazalon? Are you still with me? Or ritual links? Ritual happened. I don't mind. Gabutisa. Was was Samson sinning? Not in this area. What area was this, Mike? Because it was still the area of uncircumcised Philistines. Not in this era. So the laws of God are temporal. So thou shalt not kill does not apply now age. Let's go killing. You know the purge. Let's go purging. Question was stupid. The answer was stupid though. You felt it after. That was a stupid answer. Was Samson sinning? Yeah? Why wasn't Samson sinning? Yeah? Because it was a word from the Lord. But the same word says, it's law, boy. Law, thou shalt not intermarry. God was killing Philistines, boy. But this time you wanted an occasion to again whip them. But this time he was going to use Samson, a Nazarene, marrying a Philistine. And that thing, was not, that thing was not normal in Israel. If you lived in that time, it wasn't normal. It was a sin. But those who were looking at it as like, this guy is sinning, even his parents, they didn't know that it was from Kupshu. It was from Wow. <laughs> so, I ask again, was Samson sinning? He was sinning. And God approved it. God approved his sin. Did God approve his sin? Because it served his purpose. So God uses sin. Was what Samson did evil? 
It was evil. It, was it evil? Was it righteousness or was it evil? Do you, do, you, do you see all these stories? So, yeah. There was righteousness in that God wanted, he had said he's going to eliminate the whole So God broke his law. In that context, he did. There's no in that context. No, it's, I mean like, uh, yes, yes, there. Yes. He broke it. So was it righteousness or was it evil? <laughs> Let's look at another thing. Moses is raised up in Pharaoh's house in the wisdom, the Bible says, and in the arts of the Egyptians. Yet he is Israel's deliverer. Is that righteousness or is that evil? So did God plan for Moses to be raised in Pharaoh's house? Why? Why? So Moses is a murderer. Right? And he's murdering for righteous causes. Right? Who does God go for when he wants a leader? Were the other people who were living righteous lives in Israel? Who, who does God go for? Is that evil or is that righteousness? So the Lord hates evil. What is evil? What is evil? Evil is a life contrary to his will or word, right? But I want, I want a more coherent construction. Let me show you something. Can I show you something? Can I show you something? Romans. So in life, don't play, don't play with God. So what is right is wrong. What is wrong is right. So if you go now and marry an unbeliever, Puff. Okay, you are in the process. If you go now and go and marry an unbeliever, would you be wrong or would you be right? Don't talk about context. Because <laughs> you're trying to be clever with me. I don't want context. If you go and marry an unbeliever now, would you be wrong or would you be right? Why would you be wrong? You are in? So, okay. So, if you say to the Lord, but Lord, you use Samson to marry a non-believer who was uncircumcised. Shouldn't I marry this damsel 
to achieve your divine purposes. You can use that as a justification. Would that be evil or would that be right? Yeah? So, so that means if the Lord says to you, go marry an unbeliever, you would be right. So would the Lord tell you to go marry an unbeliever? As with the Lord, would the Lord, it's a yes or no. Don't, don't add other deceptive things. Would the Lord tell you to marry an unbeliever? Would he, Chris? Would he? Should you marry an unbeliever? See, now you're becoming clever. <laughs> Should you marry an unbeliever? No. But can the Lord tell you to marry an unbeliever? Yes. So who determines what is right and wrong? God. There. There it is. There it is. So what is righteousness? What God says is... So, was, was, was David a murderer? Yes. Did he kill? Yes. How is he a man after God's heart? <laughs> Guys killing left, right and center. Killing. You know 300. You know 300. He's killing. David, David is that king. The 300 king. That's David. That's king, that's king David. He's killing. That's how David was killed. That's what I told you. If you, if you don't watch these horror movies, you don't know the Bible. That's why when you read the Bible and you're thinking about David, you know who you're thinking about? You're thinking about some guy in a ring, Jay. You know what David said? He said, he teaches my hand to make war and to break asunder the iron bar. You know, but my sister, he's mighty man. They, they had faces like lions. I wonder who their wives were. They, they, these men and their family, they had faces like lions. Once the guy killed a thousand people, 500 people with, with a javelin. With a, one, 500 folks. Those are deep, those are deep folks, boy. Killers. Yet when God looked at them, these are righteous. So, when I know, in Sagan, it's in the house to walk, oh, bah, 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 bah. I'm a righteous son of God. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Will that work? No. <laughs> Would it work? Because he just said he hates hands that spill innocent blood. Innocent, remember, innocent. That means if, if you go and kill another man for doing something or harm to your child, Will God hold that against you? Yeah. See, when you think about righteousness and evil, don't think about, don't think about this, this world. Don't think about this laws. Don't think about this laws. Because God told a man to go kill, to go kill mother, father, child, parent, everything. God. Mudim. So when you think about God, don't be thinking about, Oh, Bill of Rights, the Constitutional. 
Because you, you, we, you, we trap because you say human beings, the laws that human beings give, they are very fallible. They are very fallible. Do you see that? Do you see that? So, what is righteousness? Was he doing righteousness? That's a question you should ask the Lord. I can't answer for that. So why was he killing? Why was he killing? Or he was killing the gangsters. So that's righteousness. That's righteousness. Question, if, if the police were doing that, would it be righteous work? So just because someone doesn't have a badge and a license. So now you see what is righteousness. What is righteousness. Whatever. Whatever. So the Lord gives context to sin. Should you see, God forbid. God for? That's what the Bible says, be a slave of. I said I wanted to show you something. Again, keep saying it. Romans. Let's go to Romans. Ow, it's one. Okay, five minutes. Okay, then I'm done. Uh, chapter 9. Are we there? Amen. Please read verse 13. Yeah. Jacob. Jacob. But. Listen to the next question. That's where we were dealing at. Listen to the next question. What? Is the unrighteousness of God? That means it does not exist with God. If God says kill, that is righteousness. If God says drink the blood of bulls and goats, that's righteousness. So you, you now have to, what, what then, what then, what then really, really is the, okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Was it, was it right for people to offer, I mean, God judged, God killed that day. Moses, remember when Moses was up? Remember? And God was like, your people are sinning there. He, he, oh, he disowned them right there. Arashima Lebatubao, they're sinning. They went back to their God. Moses came down. When he came down, they built what? A calf, right? And they were, they were, they were what? Worshipping and offering what? To who? What God is it? It's called Moloch. Moloch. You, 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 you know the offerings of Moloch? You know what are offerings of Moloch? Babies. 
and live people, live children. So they were offering to Moloch there. Babies, they are babies. They are giving Moloch their babies. God hated it, did he? But he told Abraham to offer up Isaac. To kill yourself. I'm trying to make you think. Understand righteousness. Who me? Understand what? What is righteousness? You know, okay, so what is righteousness? What is righteousness? What is righteousness? Whatever is right. So, the Bible says, seek ye first, and what? Put, put it, put it, put it, put it the way it is, and all, and all, on all what? He's righteous, and all these things shall be what? So you seek the kingdom, but not his righteousness. Forget it. Will God allow a man to suffer? Yes. Go without food. Yes. Go without clothing. Yes. Walk naked in the street. Yes. Will he do it? Yes. Is that righteousness? Yes. If you do that to your child, is that righteousness? Did you hear that? If you do that to your child, is that righteousness? It's not right. It's not right. It's not right for you to leave your child hungry. Without clothes. It's not right, right? But will God do that? Yes. Mm. <coughs> will God do that? Yes. And is it called righteousness? Yes. I'm trying to help you. I don't know if you can tell if I'm trying to help you. But I'm trying to help you in a way that you can really understand how God works. Because we think God has a democratic mind. Will God allow men to suffer? For food, yes. for clothing, yes. allow his family to suffer. Yes. If you do it, will it be right? No. But if God does it, will it be right? Yes. Now you are beginning to agree with God. <laughs> now you are beginning to understand faith. Remember, the Bible talks about the righteousness, which is of faith. Yes. Now you are beginning to understand something about God that is very profound. Very profound. See, once you understand this about God, whether you are in the pit, in the valley, in the fire, you will sleep like a baby. You will not toss and turn. When God takes you through the bands of life, you will never. Because you understand it is God's righteousness. God can do it, and, and God will be proud of it. God can do it and be happy. Not lose an inch of his head. Not stressed a bit. I ask a question. I ask a question. Who gave Satan the rights to kill God, God, Job's children? You see, that thing always plagued me until I understood something about God. 
And it's a, it's a revelation I'm trying to anchor into your souls. Who gave Satan the permission? God said, touch everything he has. But not his life. So does it mean that Job's life was more important than his daughter's and his child, children's lives? Oh. So does God value life differently? So God had no problem. Did God have a problem with Satan killing his children? Begin, begin. Did he? If I come now, shoot your child, would you have a problem with that? And I said, and I come and say to you, the Lord told me. <laughs> and I come do this, and I come say, the Lord told me. Would you accept it? Why won't you accept it? Ozar, come, come now. Ozar, Ozar. Ozar, why won't you accept it? Because we just answered a question that God did not have a problem with Satan killing Job's children. Right? Right? But who, who led Satan? God. So, who, who's the responsibility with not Satan? Satan is a servant. The responsibility is not with Satan. Satan is a servant. The responsibility is with God. The one who told Satan to, he gave him power. He says, Lord, everything he has is in your power. Who gave him the power? God. So, if I come and say, kill your child, do me. And I say, the Lord told me. Would you take it? Why? Think now, with, think now with your heads, okay? Why? Why? Why wouldn't you accept it? Nana? Oh, like one go. That's wisdom. It's because of what? So, your attachment to things, your attachment to people can make you override God's voice. Can make and, and remember what is what is man's man's greatest danger against God is disobedience to God. Your attachment to your child would 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 remove all the presence of logic and rationality, right? Because of how you feel toward that child. So you say, No, it can't be God. No, you must die. And I said, but no, the Lord told me. No, you must die. No, no. What's propelling that? Is what? Is what, Mike? So, why do people never really receive of God's blessings and God's rewards? Is what? What would make a person go against God's righteousness? How I born again? I'm having some trouble with the connection. How I born again? You, you didn't think that this is what I was trying to communicate to you. You didn't think, yeah? But can God do that? Is God entitled to do that? If he's entitled, it doesn't matter who he's using. 
So what, what stops us from discerning God? Oh, we are tall and too language. We are tall language. We are tall. We are tall. I want it. We are tall. Why agree? Why agree? Will you do it now? Let's read. Because <laughs> I just asked a question. God didn't have a problem with Job's children getting killed, Job's wealth getting destroyed. He didn't have a problem. There was none whatsoever. In fact, after Satan destroyed all that, raided all his property, all his possessions, he went back and God still asked the same question. Have you seen that there's none righteous? God still reiterated the same statements. And said, skin for skin now. And God said, did you not incite me against him? But it was not Satan who incited God. God was the one that like, did you... And now God is telling you, you incited me to, 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 then he says, Lord, behold, he is in your hand. He is in your power. Only do not take his life. So did God have a problem with Job being sick? Wow. But you have a problem with you being sick. You have a problem with you losing your child, you losing your mother, you losing your father. You have a problem. You, you have a serious problem with you losing everything. Question, if Job had behaved inconsistent with what, how we were supposed to behave, would God have restored to him what he lost? No. So restoration, the key word restoration is what? Acceptance. What did I say? The key... To restoration is what? The key to acceptance is what? I mean, the key to restoration is what? Is acceptance. To accept what? To accept your place or your place where God placed you. God, you have placed me here. Okay. Sleep there as you would sleep in a palace. Because he said, where shall I go where your presence is not? If I go and make my bed in heaven, you are there. If I go and make my place in the abyss, he says you are there. That means God's, God's manifested presence has no respect to what? To where you are. To your positioning. That means you can experience God's presence in hell. As a person would in heaven. Okay, we can prove it. It's simple. Abraham and Lazarus. There were people in hell that were having a nice life. People in the realm of the day that had water. Hey, Mike. People were in hell that had what? And what was that place called? Abraham's bush. That was God's. God manifested his presence, his Edenic presence in hell. Where did the rich, Jesus said there was. He didn't say it's a parable. He says there was. That means Jesus knows this story from hell. There was. There? So it was a real story. It was not a parable. There was. Says so the rich ruler and who? Lazarus. 
In, on earth, where was Lazarus? He was being licked by dogs, a leper. That rich young ruler, ruler passed over him daily. Both of them died. He said, Lazarus went away. And the other one, he went away. But he saw who? He saw Lazarus way in Abraham's bosom. And who did he talk to? Abraham. And what did he ask Abraham to do? For the Lazarus to bring what? So he must have seen what? A river. He must have seen what? In hell. Where shall I hide for your, from your presence? So you can experience God's presence wherever he has placed you. And the key to experiencing that presence is what? Remember, nothing lasts forever. Nothing? He says, these light afflictions, which are but for a moment. A moment can be three years, ten years, twenty-five years. To God, it doesn't matter. But what determines the longevity of a person in a one state and it not changing? You know is what? Not You can't move on with God unless you accept your Lord. Jesus said, if it is possible, that's how many of you are praying again, let this cup pass away from me. That's why you don't get answers to your prayers. Because you keep asking God to remove the cup that he gave you. It's your cup, drink it. If you don't want to drink it, don't drink it, leave God, and God will, 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 will leave you. God will leave you. God will have no business with you anymore. But if you want to continue with God, what must you do? You must what? Peruse over it. Smell it. Mm, this wine. You must what? That means you must accept it for what it is. It's my cup. I'll drink it. It's acceptance. It's acceptance. You want restoration in your life? Accept. Accept. Don't be in denial. No, I'm not sick, I'm not sick, I'm not I'm not sick, I'm not sick. You are sick. You are? You are sick. No, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. You are sick. Is, is what? Your cup can only be drunk by you. We can't share a drink from a cup. And everybody, at one point in their lives, has to drink. It is the pattern of God, it is the pattern of life, have to drink their cup of bitterness. Is it life? It's life. You gotta drink it. If you don't drink it, forget it. The Bible says the sufferings of what? Of Christ and what? And the glories that should follow. What do the what what does glories follow? What does glory follow? What does glory follow? What does glory follow? So if you want glory without sufferings, what are you? You are cuckoo in your mind. 
So if you, can, if you notice that where you are in life is a season of suffering, what, what's the first thing you must do? Accept it and do what? Worship God. Never lose a day of sleep. Never lose. Yeah, Maro, you mean even if there's no uh, food in the... Yeah, don't lose days. Sleep. Praise the Lord, sleep. It's your cup. Who do you want to give it to? Look at Jesus. Jesus. Look at Jesus. Do you understand this? Do you understand that it's human nature to resist what God has given us? Do, do you want the wealth of God? Why do you resist the pain of God? You want the prosperity of God? Why do you resist the bitterness and the sufferings of God? Now you know what righteousness is. Now listen, listen. I don't, I don't. Maybe you. I don't live by, I don't live by South African government. They don't dictate how I live. Is the book. What shall we say? Is there any unrighteousness in God? I just showed you all these scenarios. Is there any unrighteousness in God? Certainly, drink your cup. Drink. Drink. How are you today? How's it going today? I'm just drinking my cup. How does it taste? Nah, do you don't want to know. You don't want to know, but I'm just drinking my cup. Because if you don't drink that cup, no covenant, Papa. No covenant. No? No? Drink? Think about it. With, with all the, the wealth of investment God has made, with the worship ministry, the word ministry, the prophetic ministry, the healing ministry, the power ministry, whatever ministry you can think of, we have it here. Why are we not on SABC, DSTV? Why? It's your cup. It's your it's my and what do you do with your cup you drink it what do you do and then God said you are for the nations but he's some garage in the mafias it's your I drink it with grace. Your cup, do you drink it? See, that's why, boy, as long as I do what God told, I'll never run out of power. I'll never run out of provision. I'll never, I'll never. It's impossible. It's, it's you, you, oh my God. It's, I can't. I can't be broke. God would need to bankrupt heaven for me to be broke. I've drank, I've drank too many cups. I have drank and I have one cup, the cup. You, you know the Bible talking about the, the cup of Joseph. You know what cup it was called? The cup of divination. I've drank cup, boy. I've drank cups. 
with grace. God, boy, and angels would need to, God would, would rob a bank for me. Yeah, I'm not telling you because I believe it. I'm telling you he'll rob a bank for me. You know why? It's cups. It's what? It's what? It's cups. It's if 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 I take you to my room in the spirit, I'll open I'll open my drawers. You'll see the cups I've drank. You see the cups I've drank. That's why I don't negotiate with God. I don't. If if He says son, this I say okay, move. Do do do. Then that's fine. Because I know a day will come where I'm not gonna negotiate with Him. I say, Lord, this. See, that's that's why that's why your faith does not work. Abraham's faith works. Because every time God said to Abraham, this, 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 Abraham did not question God. Abraham did not question God. When God said this, he said, yeah. When God said this, he said, yeah. Irrespective of how it made him feel, he did it. So when he exercises his faith, his faith does what? It works. Why isn't your faith working? Empty, full cups. Full Angels come to you and say, I, I, are you willing? Remember, here's the key. Uh, Isaiah chapter 9, go there. See, unless you do these things, never, never in your life, don't leave your job, don't lose, because you'll suffer. Don't, don't, you will suffer. Unless you have drank your cup, never try to fulfill any obedience. Never try and be obedient. Don't try. If you're not drunk, don't try. Oh, you, you're killing yourself. Let's read it. If you are, Isaiah, Isaiah 119. If you are, that's the key. You see that? You see, sometimes cups are brought before you not to drink, but to test your willingness. Sometimes just as that cup is about to enter your mouth, the angel says, no, it's fine. We just wanted to see something. Why well, now you don't even know you're like Anzo Pusa Lento, Lento Yile, Ay, 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 Kulukulung Sharp. And then you are there, oh Lord, I beg God, but 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 you sweat yourself out. You, you see, I'm a, my anointing is not linked to my prayer. Oh my word. My anointing is linked to one thing. It's the secret of my life. It's the secret of my life. It's the, it's the secret of my life. You know what it's called? Yeah? You know what it's called? Sacrifice. 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 See, if you want to get God involved in your life, be involved in God's program for your life. And that program has many phases. And what is faith? Faith is being persuaded by God that no matter the bends he bends you through in this life, he will lead you to what he was or has purpose for you. 
So when he bends, you bend. When he turns, you turn. Some of you, when God says turn, you're going straight. When God says bend, do what? Do what? Do what? Bend. God says bend. God doesn't care if you can bend or bend. When God says turn, I can't turn. You turn. Find a way. And then in that place, you do what? You sleep. He makes me lie down in green pasture. Sometimes the desert is the green pasture. You know what the Bible says? When he led them out of Israel, I mean out of Egypt, he says he took them along the long. He took them along. There was a shorter route. You know there was a shorter route. Yeah? They could get there that day. They could get to Canaan that day. Do you get that? They could get to Canaan that day. But God took them along the, the Red Sea route. Why did he do that? He says, let's he take them that way and they what? They fear and turn back. So what was God doing? He was preserving his faith. So the hard route sometimes is really the route that is important for your faith. This is right. This is God. This is the righteousness of God. He doesn't think like us. See, if you would sit down. See, here's the problem with many of us. Here's the problem with many of us. When God speaks, you are speaking. When God speaks, you are speaking. And, and you know what you are speaking? You, 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 are trying to, you are trying to analyze what God is saying with your mind. You are trying to use your mind to either accept or reject God. Your mind will lead you astray. Faith. Faith. You know what is faith? Pistis. You know what is pistis? You know what it is, auntie? You know what is pistis? You know what is pistis? Pistis is stand up. Stand up and you stand up. You are not asking while you are standing, why am I standing? Because the moment you ask, the moment you hear stand up and you say why, you are not in faith. The moment you hear stand up and you're like, why? You're not in faith. Faith is it means to be persuaded. You understand that? That means God's word has fully persuaded you. You know when you are persuaded, you are like a, a robot. Right? When you're persuaded. You know, hey, how about duty? How about duty? How about duty? How about duty? I'll be a good wife to you. I'll give you the world, darling. I'll be your man. I'll give you everything you need. And then you enter. You are persuaded. Why did you enter? Persuasion. And then you realize that what you are persuaded into, my God, is not what you thought the persuasion was about. Okay, let's read. We'll, we'll leave it too. It's our first one. If you want to leave now, you can leave. Uh, Plate. Yeah, don't come say it now. I told you if you want to leave now, leave. Praise the Lord. Uh, Hebrews, go to Hebrews. 
Did I help someone today? Yes. Did I help someone today? Yes. Did I? Yes. I have sought his righteousness. See, that's why in my life things are added. In my, that's, how I, that's how my life works. I don't care if it makes you jealous or angry. I don't care. It's my martyrio. I don't care. I don't care about you. In my life, things are added. That's the proof that you're operating kingdom way. That's the proof. Unless you get to a point in your life where things are added. Added, added, added means it has... You don't lift a finger for it to happen. You're not in kingdom. You're in Babylon. You're in Egypt. Pharaoh had quarries. You know again. And how do you get to things being added in your life? How do you get there? You see, here's, here's where many, what many you can't follow God. You know what you're always thinking about? What if I fail? What? You know when God called me? When God called me? You know what the first question in my mind? What if I fail? What if? What if I fail? Oh God, what if I fail? Oh God, I can't do it. And the more I said that, the more I didn't want to do it. Ah, what if I fail? What if? I had forgotten who God is. That was years back. Years if God tells me to pack up and leave now, pack up and leave without question. Without question. Without question. I negotiate with no one. I enter into a conversation no one. God said they're moving. That's how I move. That's how I've trained myself over the years. You see, it's, it's a revelation. You can't discover this until your eyes are open to it. You know, I, 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 taught, I, I taught years ago, I taught... I taught an aspect of this. You know what people said? I'm promoting sin. I should be the number one sinner because I have the revelation. You understand? If, 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 if you're preaching, listen, you can only preach what, you, what that preaching has made you. If, if I'm preaching, that means I should be the number one sinner. Because I got the revelation. I have the understanding. You understand that? But I understood righteousness. I know how righteousness works. You see, if you once you know how righteousness works, see the only people that will be successful under my leadership is people who understand righteousness. You know how I lead? Do you know how I lead? Yeah? Do you know how I lead? Do you know how I lead? Do you know my leadership style? I'm talking about personally. Have I ever led you? Here's how I lead. Um, I think you should pray. Oh, really? Yeah, I think you should pray. <laughs> but don't worry. <laughs> Amen. Why do, why do I hide wisdom with folly? Why do I hide wisdom with fall? And then what you told me, no, that joke, a pastor. 
Why, why do you do that? Why, why, why do you hide wisdom? Listen, the wisdom I'm giving you is treasure. See, I have learned, I have learned in my life never to cast my pearls before swine. I've never, I've, I've learned in my life never to give that which is holy to dogs. I've learned. I've learned. And you know how you, 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 you track dogs? You track that this is swine. You, you hide wisdom in folly. You, you, make it, you make it unattractive. You wear the clothes of Jesus. You know, you know the clothes Jesus wears? If you walked past, you wouldn't, you wouldn't tell it Jesus. If Jesus were to walk past here, you wouldn't tell. Only, only the eyes of wisdom can perceive that Jesus. If Jesus. If Jesus were to sit amongst us now, many would not know. I promise you. Remember when he, when, when he, when he came amongst, amongst John? Only John saw him. He said, behold, the Lamb of God. Nobody saw him. Because he, he, he likes to camouflage himself. That's how I lead. I'll tell you, you know, I think you should pray. <laughs> hey, yeah, man, don't, don't worry. And then you know what you will think? You will take the laugh. And then I'll come back, I said, pray. And then I laugh. And then you'll know, so you take the laugh. And <laughs> yeah, that was a nice laugh. <laughs> The last time I will tell you is the last time. And what? See, what me, if I warn you one last time, what comes next is, is destruction. If I warn you, if I warn you, I'm not God, but I walk with God. If I warn you once, I, there's warning, there's correction, there's advising, there's rebuke. If I warn you once, right, and you don't heed, I will warn you again. And you don't heed. I will warn you one last time. The last time I warn you is, is the last time before destruction, calamity strikes. Ask anybody who, who I've warned. That, that, that's, how, that's how I lead. I lead with the, shrew, with the shrewdness of wisdom. Shrewdness of wisdom. And once I say, okay, it's enough now. Here's what the Bible says. My spirit shall not always strive with men. Why must my spirit always strive with men? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I don't like strife. I don't like it. And I shouldn't... You see, as a leader, as a shepherd, the sheep shouldn't have to be forced to do things. So if a leader... Once. Okay. Twice. Okay. The third time is the last time. And after that, no correction comes. You are left to your own. Yeah, you must operate like God. You, you, you know what that's called? Righteousness. That means, that means before God destroyed the earth, he had warned them. He had warned them. He had warned them once. Warned them twice. Remember, he says in the days of, in the days of Seth, men began to call on the name of the Lord. So warnings were going out. You see that? So with me, you, have, you always have to listen for instruction. Yeah. If I've left you, no hurry, there's something wrong with you. And now I'll leave you. Now I will leave you. Trust me, I'm not the Holy Ghost. I'm not the Holy Ghost because 
you, you can't lead people who don't want to be led into their destiny, into their prosperity. No, it's impossible. No, leave you. Life goes on. You understand that? I wanted to read you something again. Hebrews chapter 1. I'm talking about persuasion. So that's, that's, that's how the Spirit of God leads us. That's how the Spirit of God leads us. He'll tell you, hey, uh-uh, do this. Uh-uh, do this. Uh-uh, do this. The last time, the last time is then they withdraws. He withdraws his, his counsel. Trust me, some of you are, are, are right, you are in that arena of life now. Where the Lord has to withdraw himself. You know, you know what he's withdrawing from? You know what he's withdrawing from? He's just standing aside to see where your wisdom will take you. Because sooner or later, you're going to crumble. You, oh, you're going to, you can't last. How are you going to last? You, you can't last. How are you going to last? Tell me. You can tell yourself I'm going to last. But you don't know what's coming ahead. You see that? So what does a sheep do? Follows. If a shepherd said there's pasture there on the top of the mountain ridge, what must the sheep do? Otherwise the sheep will not. If the sheep say, hey, this thing is hard, you'll die the wilderness. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not. Uh, so if a man lacks, the Lord is not his shepherd. He is his own shepherd. Because if he is your shepherd, you will not want for nothing. Because the, the role of a shepherd is what? Is leadership. A shepherd must lead you. Some of you are in the council with the shepherd. You, you, you know that? You are in the council. He's your shepherd when, when you feel like it. And then when, when, when things are going south, he's, he, no, you, Jesus, let's sit down. You need to explain. A shepherd does not need to explain to sheep. Right? Right? Look at what they did to that soccer player, Kurt Zuma. His brother took him pictures. His cat was doing something. He kicked his cat. You know what he did? Nike sponsorship. Boom. Gone. Now, he's fighting for his career because he kicked the cat. But, but in the same sports, there are people who call other people animals, who make funny sounds and commit racism toward other people. Nothing is done. Why must an act to a cat be more... You, you, you see the standards of righteousness in this world is so contorted. There are people who commit racist acts. They don't suffer the same way that boy is suffering now for kicking a cat. But they are killing, they are killing cows, yeah, so that they can eat in their restaurants. They are killing pigs. Is that, is that not committing injustice against animals? He says, and they did not enter because of un, because of un. Unpersuadable. God could not persuade them. 
God couldn't persuade them. All the miracles that God did for them in the wilderness couldn't persuade them. They could not be persuaded. Let's read Hebrews chapter 1. And, and I want us also to read chapter 10 of Hebrews. And then we're going to pray and go home. Please read verse 1, chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now what? What? Put their pieces. Say now, pieces. Pieces is what? Now, to be persuaded. Put there. You see that? Do you see what, what substantiates your hope? Do you see that? What substantiates it? To be persuaded. So he says the moment you are persuaded, he says your hopes become real. Your hopes now have evidence, have proof for their existence, have reason for their existence. He says the moment, the moment, you see when you say faith, your mind just goes enough. But when you say now to be persuaded, to be persuaded. Persuaded by who? By God and his word. To be persuaded is what? Is substance. So he says, the act of a person being persuaded to stand and agree with God, he says, automatically personifies or substantiates his hope. He says, faith is the what? The substance of? Things, the evidence of. So what gives your, your faith evidence? I mean, what gives your hope evidence or the things you desire evidence? What is the evidence of their reality? What is the evidence of their reality? Focus here, all right? Focus here. What is the evidence of their persuasion? I mean, the evidence of their existence? Even if you don't see them. What gives the fact that your hopes are real evidence? So, faith is the evidence of things not seen. That means your persuasion of the word is evidence that what you don't see that you desire exists. So, how, how do you... Okay, how, let's use something... Let's uh, use... Kepis. Right? I'm hoping for a kepis. Right? And I come to God, I say, Lord, kukupela kepis. And I say, Lord, I thank you, I receive my kepis. My cap. Right? When I go, go off that prayer, did I live with my kepis? You see that? See why, do you see why you'll not have it? Do you see why you not have it? You left without it. So it won't come. He says, he says, believe that you receive and you shall have it. Do you understand that? When do you have it? 
So if you say, Father, you copy like a piece. And you say, Father, I thank you for the capis. When you live there, should you live with your capis? And what is the evidence that you have your capis? What is the evidence that you have your, your cap? Is what? The evidence is your faith, again. You, the evidence is your? And what is faith? That you are persuaded. That means when you live there, no, capacity. But I don't need to eat it. Your persuasion it is what will, will break through the veil of physicality. People ask me, how, how can you say, how can you say or be so confident? That my confidence is, is the assurance. My confidence is the evidence. Why are you so confident that this thing will happen? That's my evidence. The fact that I'm confident is my evidence. It's, it's persuasion. Is what? Is what? Is what? That means you are persuaded. Even though every other thing is fighting and disagreeing. But you are persu persuaded by who? God and who? His word. Let me read you something. 23. 23. Chapter 10. Did I help someone? Yes. Listen, even if I can spend five hours here, just to help one person, I'll do it. I don't care about the rest of you are like saying, oh, nah, I told you to go. Again? I told you to? So I'm trying to help a life here. Some lives depend on what I teach. Maybe you don't know, but I know that there are some lives who depend on what I teach. They, their lives depend on what I say. So I can't now be in a hurry because you want to go eat. Or you want to go do other things. They've been with Jesus three days without food. You can't stay three hours without food. And then you say, God, miracle worker. So I said to you, chapter 10, verse 23, you there? Let us, do you see that? Let us detain our confession. Do you get that? Let us what? Let us detain. Let us return. Let us hold down. Why does he say, why does he give the idea of, of being aggressive? Because he, he's, saying, he's saying detain it. Detain it. Detain it. Put your foot down on it. Like detain it. That means your confession can escape you. Homologia can escape you. That means you, you must what? Detain. You must. That means that thing is a fight. You are fighting against yourself, fighting against your mind, fighting against your body to keep saying what God said. The confession of what? Your persuasion. The confession of your persuasion. So he says, hold it down. As I keep it, I hold it fast. Hold fast. You know what you're holding something? I hold it fast. How do you hold it fast? Do you hold it fast by, mm, 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 
I'm holding my confession. How do you hold it? it says, hold fast. Here's the key. Here's the key. Hold fast. The the what? Of your without uh, without sloping. The word there means a slope. It means a you know a slope, right? A slope goes two ways. It's an incline and a decline. So he's saying to you, hold fast your confession without sloping down, without declining. So Monday, you say, I'm the healed of Christ. <laughs> I'm the healed of Christ. I'm the healed of Christ. He says, Tuesday, don't say, I'm the healed of Christ. I'm the, you're going to die. Are you listening to me? So he's saying, don't let your confession slip away from you. Don't let your hope slip away from you. Do you understand that? That if you say Monday, I'm the healed of Christ on Tuesday, it must either be on the same level or higher. If it goes down, you are weakening. You are being weak. It says, let us hold fast the what? The confession of our faith. If the word there is not hope, it's faith. Because the word is pistio. It says, let us hold out the confession of our without, without, because he who promised is. So the only reason that should strengthen your faith is the fact that God is faithful. So every other thing tells you, no, no, no. Slope. Slope. When you slope, when you slope, maybe I should read you that last verse. Maybe I should, I should, I should read you that last verse. Uh, read, read verse 36. Read verse 36. Uh -uh, verse 35. Do, do not cast away what? Your boldness. The law said I'm a millionaire. Right? We're is some Thomas, some Thomas behaving person. Are you sure? Yeah, the Lord said it. Are you really sure? Are you, are you sure? Are you sure or is, 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 is the Lord? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know what they've just done? They've just decapitated you. Why? And what did you do? You lost your confidence. He says, do not what? Do not cast away your confidence. Read there. Read there what confidence has. Which has great Which has great Which has great If confidence has great rewards, what does shame have? What does timidity have? Wow, you got it. What does it have? So you lose every time you act in shame. Shame of what? Your faith. Shame of what? The word of the Lord. And you suffer what? Great loss. They did not enter. They suffered great loss. They suffered? They suffered? So what brings great reward? What? See, if I'm praying for a person and already before even the person comes, I'm like, I've wagered in my mind already. <laughs> You're done. I've watched people struggle. Open. Open. 
in my heart, I'm like, oh my God, there's no confidence there. Call me. Call. I remember one day, the, the, uh, uh, a pastor said, a man of God said, who wants to prophesy? Everybody looked at each other. I, went, I didn't even say me. I went up, took the mic. I said, that says the Lord. And I prophesied. That's how the things of God work. You are rewarded for acting in confidence toward the things of God. You lose for acting in shame or timidity or regression. He says, read there. For you have need of so that after you do the will of God, after you have done the will of God, after you have done the will of not your will again. Read verse 39. Wait. To distraction. Do, do you see? Do you see what happens? To, that's what many people don't understand. The, if if you, you step on the journey of faith, you can't go back and live a normal life again. That doesn't exist. Once you step into faith, to, to go back is destruction. The Bible says, we are not of those who draw back to destruction. Who are those? Those who have entered the faith walk. And then they're like, hey, yeah, 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 and they turn back. Once you do that, it's over with you. Perdition is your, is your destiny. Nothing will go right in your life. Trust me. Oh, God. But we are those who what? Read there. To the saving of the soul. To the source of the soul. To the deliverance, the salvation, the prosperity of the soul. It says we believe unto. You see that? You see that? There are two things in life that are important. Getting your emotions in tune with God. And number two, getting your, your faith, your persuasion strong. Those are two important things. In life, those are two. Otherwise, you live an evil life. Trust me, you live in life requires patience. Life requires patience. No, I read a scripture one day, Mike, that changed my whole life. He that believes shall not make haste. That means the sign of your faith is your composure in the affairs of your life. And that means that you don't make, you're not in a hurry to make decisions. You're not in a hurry to take actions. He that believes shall not make haste. I read in Isaiah and I said, wow, Lord. Now I understand why the Lord is so slow. God is slow. Slow. You know, God is slow. Patience. says you have need of what? Patience. Endurance. So that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. So you only receive the promise after you've done. And what is the will of God? The will of God is that you be persuaded by what he said. That is the will of God. The patience of faith. It says follow them. Who through what? Faith and patience. Inherit the promise. Faith and patience. Faith and patience. So that 
even when even when things don't happen when you think they will happen but because you have patience it will strengthen your faith it took a year after God spoke for Isaac to come it took a year Isaac didn't come there God said I will return according to the time of life so Abraham not only needed to have faith but he needed to have what patience what tripped him to sleep with Hagar? He was impatience. Impatience will make you make a mess of things. Relax. Relax. You know there are people who will come here after six, six, seven years, ten years, and they will, they will say, these are those people that were in a garage. What is, what is, what is eight years? What is ten years? In a garage and 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 to live to live your whole life until Jesus comes what what is 10 years of suffering what is 10 years of slave life what helps your faith is patience 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 yeah God you said it and I'm not afraid to say it irrespective of the movement of time because you think of faith in terms of time faith does not operate on time faith does not operate on time it operates on what? faithfulness I told you about this it operates on faithfulness faith is consummated with faithfulness the woman with picture of blood Sangalitra the woman of the issue of blood. The Bible says, can I read you that story? Should I, let me read you that story. Mark chapter 6. I, I, I want to show you, I want to show you how, how a lifetime of a, a mess can be instantly solved. In, what did I say? Let's read this. Let's go. Mark chapter 6. Trying to do things the natural way is not always the best way. I, I listen to me, Andy. I listen to me. Trying to do things the natural way is not always the best way. I listen to me because 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 in doing that you may exasperate your condition I'll show you now the Bible says there was a woman are we there who had a flow there was a woman there was a woman who had a oh chapter 5 chapter, yeah, chapter 5 there was a woman who had a flow of Is it chapter 5 or chapter 6? Let me see. Yeah, chapter 5. Chapter 5. Chapter 5, verse 25. You know, last night the Lord gave me this. He gave me this. He gave me this scripture. You know, sometimes when God speaks, God doesn't always speak with words. You understand? He doesn't always speak with words. So the Lord gave me this thing. And then I read it. You know, I spent maybe, I think, 20 minutes on it. 
and I got it. He says, now there was a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years. Here's a question. Where was that thing coming out from? Because the language Jesus, the language the Bible is using is a Levitical language. Okay. Uh, yeah, you have a phone there. Nyelegu Leviticus chapter 15, verse 19. Leviticus chapter 15, verse 19. You, you guys can stay there. Just listen. And if a woman has an issue and her issue. Okay, food is fine. It's fine. In King James, ne? Yeah, Michael do you go new, ne? Yeah, food. If, and if a woman have an issue, yeah. and her issue in her flesh be blood, she shall be put away seven days, and whosoever touches If a woman had a, has a has a and her issue is blood, food in King James. New, new. That's all. Utoli King, New King James. Utoli New King James. Inu. Show. Salud. Uh, chapter fifteen, verse nineteen. If a woman has a woman, where do you have a discharge? Where do you have a discharge? Women, I'm asking women. Where do you have a discharge? How is it a is a place of shame? You have it, even if you can't want to say it. You have it. Where do you have a discharge? Or do you want to say your private parts? Okay, say private parts then. Where do you have a discharge? If a woman has a? Yeah? If a discharge from her body is blood. Yeah? She shall be set apart seven days. And so whoever touches her shall be unclean until... So if a woman has an issue, right? This one says discharge, right? And that discharge is blood. So where does the discharge take place? It says through the... Vaginal opening again. Let's go to Mark. Read. And we say that thing is for how many days? Seven days. Oyana is not seven. That means it's outside the normal. So let's read. Had had one Paul? Had what? Had a discharge of. For how many years? She had a discharge every day. When I did how did I once a month? And you are an emotional wreck during those seven days. We don't get periods. And you are an emotional wreck for those seven days. This one is 12 years. Think, think about, think, when you think about this woman, think about what was going through her body. Né? She was losing blood, first of all, for 12 years. 12? 12? 12? She was losing blood and she was still alive. So, she, she had a social issue 
and she has a bodily issue. She was a Jew. And if you had that issue, you were regarded as unclean. Everything you touch was unclean. That means, that means this woman did not have physical contact with people. So she was socially disorientated. Think about this woman's condition. It was not only a bodily condition, but it was a social one. So she was unclean. She was probably lived in the house. Everything she touched, if she touched a bed, that bed was defiled. And if you sleep on the bed, it was defiled. That's why the Bible says, marriage is honorable above. And the marriage bed, what? I'll teach there one day. Don't worry, I'll help you. Anyways, so she had a flow for? 12? 12? 12? Yes. A issue, a discharge for 12? Yes. Read there, read the next verse. This is, this is so, you know, if, you know, sometimes if you read the Bible and you engage the emotion of the spirit, you'll understand how painful of a life this woman had. For 12 years, ne? Yeah? And suffered many things from? Think about it. She had an issue and then she suffered from physicians. The, the word suffered is to, to cause pain. She suffered from many, what did the physicians do to her? Because she, she was not suffering of her issue, but she was suffering from the what? From the sufferings of many physicians. What did they do? Did you hear what I said to you? I said sometimes doing things the natural way is not the best. She suffered from many physicians. She went to doctors because naturally doctors are supposed to help, but they exasperated the suffering. They made the, her, her issue worse. We are called already. We call it a call it a account I five, ne? Call it a one by five, ne? And then we are hamba. We are thirty loan, ne? To do patele la one by five. Already, we call it. We are thirty six call it. We do patele call it. What are you doing? You are adding more pain. Send and tell a match. Send and tell a match. You are using that which natural means to take care of a natural problem. As if that problem started there. And you will land a group, you will land a group, who pick fish? Who pick fish are negotiate? Who pick fish are chela with nominangkuna? 30% on top of this. Mama lady 30%. Big fish, Lloyd. That's how big fish operates. But you are trying to solve a problem with a problem. So the physician, the Bible says she suffered many things from many physicians. That means the, the physicians were not part of the solution, but what? Part of the suffering. But aren't physicians supposed to be helpers? Remedies, provide remedy. She suffers. And not only that, look what happens. She suffers, she has a flow. Ne? 
She has a, an issue, a 12-year issue. Ne? And then she's suffering from people who she's supposed to receive remedy from. Ne? And in the process of that, she does what? She loses. She loses. And read this. She had what? She had spent all. She had spent. You know, you know that word there? Suggests that she went into debt. She went into debt to try and solve an issue that was not changing. So you've got three things where she was suffering. She was suffering socially, suffering physically, suffering financially. She was in debt. The word there implies, the Greek word there implies that you, you expand yourself. That means you go beyond your limits. You take, you, that means you take loans. So she, she took loans. This, this woman is like us. Again, this woman is like us. This woman is like me and you. She has an issue. The issue doesn't want to change. She thinks money can solve it. Money is not solving it. She thinks people can solve it. People can solve it. And the more she tries to use natural means, the harder she falls, the harder she fails, and the more deep in trouble she gets. That's me and you. Who can testify that that's me and you? Right there, that's me and you. And how long is this issue? The only difference is that in that 12 years, Jesus was not there. Carest thou not that we perish? Does Jesus want you to perish? Don't you care? The, the issue is not his caring. The issue is your faith. You know, we like to put the blame on Jesus for our own trouble that we create. Our faith, you see, faithlessness is dangerous. I'm, I'm sorry for taking your time, but I have to help you. Maybe today is the last day you see me. So I have to help you. You will remember this when I say that. So I have to help you. You know, <laughs> praise the Lord. No, I'm not saying it is. I said maybe. Maybe this is my last sermon. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying maybe. Do you understand? I'm trying to give you the reason why I'm taking so long. All right? To help you. Because maybe it is the last day I talk to you. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying maybe. So relax. Okay? Yeah. So this woman is like you and me. Can you see her? Can you see her? What, how do we try to fix our issues? By adding more? By adding more? That's how human beings are. It shows, it shows the frailty of our capability. The irrationality of our ability. We, we have a problem. You try to fix that problem by adding more problems. Unless you are righteous. That woman is like us, right? Faithlessness is dangerous. See, faithlessness would make you see God as the antagonizer. As the enemy of your progress. Whereas you are. Because what faithlessness does, it puts the responsibility on God and not you. 
God is never wrong. God is always right. God is irrespective of what you think. God is always right. He's God. He's always right. You understand? He's always right. It doesn't matter what you think. You're a human being. A mind was fashioned. So what makes man function beyond the man level? Function beyond the human level. What is it? Because faith is irrational. Faith doesn't make sense. Faith, faith doesn't make sense. Faith doesn't make sense. I mean, this is faith. It doesn't make sense. You see, it's irrational. And that's how God wants it to be. Because when you are in faith, you're not at human level, you're at God level. Because faith can only come from God. Faith is a celestial substance. It does not come from earth. Faith is, does not come, it does not, it, it's not an earth thing. But it fixes earth problems. Look what she did. Alright? She's in debt. She's isolated. She has an issue. And people have caused her harm. Those who are supposed to help her. Yes, ask this. Yeah? The very people that were supposed to help you are your antagonizers. You're my pro. Until you're my foe. How's that one? Yeah? You're my pro until you're my my enemy. You know that one? Don't trust anyone in life. Yeah, you hear me? In life, don't trust anyone. Don't trust. The only person you should trust is God. Don't trust anyone. Because people will be your bros until they are your foes. And you know, once you become my foe, I cause you harm. So that woman had all those three listings fitted there. Twelve years. Don't forget that. Twelve years. You how long have you been suffering? How long is, is your issue? How long is your discharge? Spiritual. Bala, 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 bala. Yeah? How long is your issue, Pap? For years. You, you see, there's nothing to be ashamed of. You understand? There's, you see, people who don't want help are people who, who, what, who live in shame. There's nothing to be afraid of. This woman had 12 years. The Bible records it. You? How many? You? 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 So this woman is the champ. Right? Because the average year you can hear it's three. Three, three. Three to four. That's the average. Right? Three to four years. Don't cry, boy. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. It's not time to cry now. It's time for help. Okay? It's time for? It's time for? Let's read. 
when she when she about Jesus. Okay, who is Jesus there? Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? What is the name? Who's the name? What's the name of Jesus? Yes. When she heard about when she heard about she did what? When she heard about the word, she came. Did you see what the word did, did to her? Did, can you see what the word did to her? What did the word do to her? Remember her social dilemma. Jesus is always with the crowd. When she heard the word, what, she, what, what, what happened to her? She came out what? Her social? Her social? She was unclean. She felt unclean because society made her feel unclean. When she heard about the word, what happened? Her mind changed. Her mind changed. She did what? 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 Read. Because, because, you see what the word of God did? It gave her possibility. That means she was persuaded of Jesus. She was persuaded that what people said about him is true. She was persuaded about the word that it is so. And when she was persuaded, the word was coming. And then she had an idea. You know what the, what the idea that came to her? Now I feel the presence of God. The anointing of God's spirit. Mm. What happened? What happened? What, what pushed her out of her house? What pushed her out of that comfort zone? Out of her hiding place? She said, she said, she said, she said, she said, she said. Her saying came from where? The word. Her saying came from where? Hearing the word. Her, her saying came from where? Her saying came from where? So when she heard the word, she did what? She said. When she heard the word, she did what? What did she hear about Jesus? She probably heard there's a man in town laying hands on people. There's a man in town touching people and they are healed. When she heard it, she said to who? I said, faith is not about time. Faith is not about time. When she heard the word, she said to herself, if I may but, what? If she said what? If I may what? The what? I will be what? What changed her story? What changed her story? What changed her story? She said what? She said what? What she heard about Jesus. This is a 12-year case. This is a 12-year case.
with added problems, debt, money issues, 12 years. She said, if, if I touch his garment, I will be made whole. And she came and touched him. Continue to read. Do, do, you see, do you see confession is important? Can you see that? Can you see that confession? Because it is confession that energizes action. A man can be suffering for years, but one moment, one moment of light She said, if Jesus is doing all these other things for other people, he doesn't know their story, he doesn't know their background, he can also do this for me. And, and she took it a step further. She did not come and request prayer from Jesus. She did not come and request help from Jesus. Twelve years of suffering could not help her first. Of trying isn't those up. Yeah? Trying Unisa, trying this, trying this. Everywhere you go, they shut the door in your face. Why? Because you think man is the solution to your problems. It's not man, it's faith. It's not man, it's faith. It's not man, it's faith. So the problem you have is not a, a human problem. It's not a man problem. It's a faith problem. So where, where should be the area of your focus? See, in life, you only, you only learn how to fight successfully if you know the area you need to focus on. In your house or through the window where now you are busy at the, you are busy at the door. You can see how futile that is? Can you see how futile that is? Umbaba Ugupi Efesterin Aemia. So today I wanted to show you where your your end of frustration is. It's faith. It's not the unchangeability of your circumstance. It's faith. Because the circumstance will remain unchangeable until your persuasion of the word of God is lined up. Otherwise, you know what? You will keep crying to God. Carest thou not that I perish. And what, you know what will happen to you? You will perish. When she heard, she said. And then after she said, she did what? She received. Read it, please. Twelve years, one touch. Twelve years, one touch of faith. That means at the point of faith, at the point of faith, life can change. And Jesus never said, it's my power. He said, it is what? What is God's people's greatest struggle? Faith. 
What cures faith? You know what cures, I mean, what cures unbelief? You know what cures unbelief? Is being like a child. Is being like a child. The persuasion or the persuadableness of a child is what you need. When it comes to God, be stupid. Are you listening to me? When it comes to God, be, stu be stupid. Be, be stupid. Be the stupidest thing. Even if God says, stand like this, stand like this. The Bible says, for by faith, the elders obtained or became material. Listen, I'm a material. I am a material. I am a you, you think, you think that, that, that pastor equals provision. Yeah? Let's take all the pastors of Mamelodi, put them here. Ask them. Ask them. Ask them, ask them, how's life? No, I'm talking about those who's, who's striving. Not the big churches. I'm talking about those who are striving for God. When we, were about, when we were about 11 here, 11, 12, there was a pastor down there, Pastor Magagula. That guy had twice the number we had. Twice the number we had, that guy slept without food. He was a pastor. He was a... He had twice the number we... You know, Funya Jaime, Waibona Paza Paza, Ramjombola, that was his phone. He had only one pair of pants. I could cry now speaking about him. So you can't tell me, no, I'm a pastor. That's why I'm talking like this. <laughs> It's not my pastoring that has afforded me the life I live. I'm a martario. I've borne witness. Born witness to the word of God. I'm like Paul. I know what it is to suffer. To be without. I know what it is. I know. I know what it is. When all I'd have to give in time of offering is, is what's on me. No money. I know what it is. I've given, oh my God, I've given watches with clothes. I know what it is to have nothing. To have nothing. To have no one to ask for help. I know what it is. You, you, it says by faith, by it, the elders, the elders. Can I ten years now, nearing ten years, or almost, almost, let me, nine, yeah, eight to nine years, not asking anything, a cent from a human being, me. God, I, listen, I have no reason to lie to you. God is my witness. I just told you now that God hates lying. Why would I lie to you?
You've never, you've never heard me ask for personal help. You've ne- who, who here can say, no, but you, personal help, help that, that, that's not related to this. None of you have ever heard me ask any of you for help. That by itself is a testimony. God said, even if I were hungry, I would not tell you. That means he, he, he would conceal his needs from humans. So I will not tell you. Even if I were hungry, you would never know it. You would never know it. You would never see it. You would never think it. I'm a margario. You know what made, made, made me this? is faith. You always hear me tell you, there's no reason why I live the life I live. There's none. There's no reason. It's called faith. When God speaks, you know what I say? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Did it come without struggles? Absolutely not. The life of faith is, is, is an attraction of struggles. It attracts struggles, the life of faith. But I never wanted to be a point in my life, personally, where I went against God. If there's one person I respect, it's Jesus. I respect him more than you. In comparison to Jesus, none of you, none of you here, have any esteem in my life. In comparison to Jesus. In comparison to other things I esteem you. But to Jesus, you. Nothing. And this thing is not coming from a man of God. No. No. I have encountered him. I have encountered and And here I'm not, just, I'm not talking about, because seeing Jesus does not do anything. I'm talking about the word. When I was still growing the faith, when things didn't work, I'd go back. So where is the problem? And I searched the scriptures. Why? Because I read, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Said I wanted to be that. I wanted, I want to obtain a good testimony from God. That's if you look at me, that's the objective of my life. To please God. That is both my greatest objective and fear. To displease God, I don't want that in my life. Is what? Is faith. What was the testimony of that woman? He said, she said, she said, I, I feared coming. The mother said she was trembling. She said, No, fear not. Your faith has made you well. What's going to make you well in your life? God, it's your faith. It's your faith. Faith in God is more important than physical strength. The Bible says knowledge is greater than might. Faith definitely is greater than human capability. Faith makes you sleep. In the storm. You see, there's, a, there's an article I wrote. We're going home now. There's an article I wrote about sleeping in the storm. 
I don't know if you, you, you know, if you have the book, you know that, or if you have the articles from the, yes, from the 39 day, 31 day prayer meeting we have it, or the devotion if you have it. There's an article there, sleeping in the storm. Read that thing. Read that thing, it will change your life. You will, you will finally realize why it's important to live more by faith than any other way. You'll realize why it's important that you live by faith than any other way. Because every other way will fail. You, you, do you know that? Do you know that? Every other way, your, your mother will fail you, your father will fail you, your brother, your wife, your husband, your job, your business, your family, your society, your government, they'll all fail. He says, now abides these three unchanging, everlasting principles. Now abides this faith, hope, and love. He says, gifts and knowledge and all these other things, they will fade away. But these three, they remain forever. Faith, hope, and love. That means faith is indestructible. Nothing can destroy faith. Not even time. They that believe in the Lord shall never be put to shame. I want to leave you with that this afternoon. They that believe in the Lord will never be put to shame. If you feel like you are shamed, check your belief. Because they that believe in the Lord will be put to shame. It's me. I've been where you are. I've lived where you've lived. Trust me. And me, I've lived it without asking any human help. I told you, I've got my family here. My aunt is here. She raised me. I lived with her. After I finished school, I never asked anything from her. Here's my aunt. She'll tell you. I lived my whole life with her. Today you see all this glory thing. No. Look at the suffering. Glory always follows suffering. It's the principle of life. And when you are suffering, what must you do? Accept it. Sleep. Don't let, don't let it change you. Don't let it change your thoughts. Don't let it. Just sleep. Just sleep. When you feel like it's getting too much, you know what you must do? Take a pillow and lay down. Take a pillow and when you feel like life is take a pillow. Just say, just don't want to sleep. Take a pillow, lie down. Don't try now and no. Take a pillow, lie down. One of those sleeping sessions, you meet your destiny. Trust me. You will meet your destiny. You know, you know how God changed my life? He took me to heaven to show me about another person's life. He took me to heaven to show me about another person's life. And my whole life changed. Let the sea laugh. 
don't need to explain that. I'm just telling you. It took me to heaven to show me detail for detail about another person's life in heaven and on earth. The ways of God are beyond our minds, but not our faith. The Bible says he made known his acts to Israel, but his ways to Moses. Let's lift up our hands and pray. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Shapraduli. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Yeah, talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Stand up, uh, Tuli, there at the back. Tuli, stand up. This girl, this lady. So she wanted to finish her studies, right? She had no money, couldn't finish it. I mean, that's the. That's the saying that goes for all of us, most of us. So she started coming to church. I remember it was during, I started seeing more prominent during the time we were attending at Mamvai's place at SNS. And she started coming, she'd come, sit at the front. Come sit at the front and we sing, she'd sing, do all this time. I asked myself, then I asked myself, who's, who's this girl? Because she'd come in after church, gone. One day, I'm praying, praying for people. The Lord said, minister to her. And I minister to her. Several weeks passed. She She got a call. She got a call from a school. She did not apply for it. She did not ask for it. She did not ask for it. She got a call. And they said, no, come for an interview. So she went for an interview. When she got there, they said, you know what, we'll give you the job. Permanent, no interview. Sign, you're a teacher. No qualification. Nothing. She got it. So now, at the end of the, the camp meeting, she sends an offering and then she says, this pastor 
is my sacrificial offering. I emptied everything out in the bank. I said, these are things I don't expect for. You know, when I tell you things, there are things I expect for me. But there are things I don't expect for you guys. And she told me that. She said, I emptied everything in my account. That's what I did. What? To tell you, to show you that I, I don't care about people's money. For a moment, I became afraid. I was like, what? So I started thinking naturally. What is, what is she going to eat? With what she's going to go to work and all those things. I'm like... You emptied it. That, I can do that. Right? But, and then the Spirit of God said, do not, do not forbid the faith of my people. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. And then I stood up now because I want to pray for Let me explain something about the word, how the word works, okay? Let me explain to you how the word works. The word, the word of God responds, responds quickly and speedily to childlikeness. See, when, when you are like, when you are like a child, when it comes to the word, the word of, see, it will not take time for results to start yielding in your life. That's why women experience more of manifestations of the word than men. Because men are calculative. They are like, we are like that. But women, they don't. That's why they are easily beguiled. They are easily deceived. Because they're not like us. They don't over question. We over question. Look at me. God will make you a testimony. Are you listening to me? Lift up your hands. The testimonies he has allowed you to share will be embarrassed in light of the testimonies you are about to share. For the Spirit of God will stretch forth his hand and will go ahead of you to divide the sea. And yes, you will open the gates and even the doors for you. And with ease you will enter in. I bless you. I bless you with the sacrificial blessing of the Lord. I bless you. I bless you. Hallelujah. If you have your tithes now, take it out. Let me bless it. If you have your offerings, take it out. Let me bless it. The Spirit of God says, don't cast in your plow to plow and then regret it. Don't put in the shovel in the ground and then after you've put it in, regress. 
for that does not give me pleasure it gives me more displeasure than you having not done it in the first place put in the plow and stay with it because the days will come when you will reap faster than you have plowed the days will come when you will eat faster than what you have sowed. I said it. Faith and patience will inherit the promises. Say it with me. Faith and patience will inherit the promises. I bless your tithes. Lift them up to the Lord. And I bless them in the name of Jesus. And I ask that the same blessing that came upon Abraham for Melchizedek rest upon your life. And the same way God opened the rivers in the wilderness and doors for the manna to flow, may it so take place in your life. I rebuke every devourer in your life and the locusts that eat your crop. May God protect what he has given you. And may we now, may allow nothing to enter in and steal it. May the windows of heaven open and the blessings of God flow. I bless your offerings. May the Lord receive them as a sweet smelling aroma. May the Lord accept them and smile upon it. And may his grace and mercy come upon your life. Father, we bless you. Father, we bless you. Let's all rise on our feet. Job said, though he tries me, yet shall I trust him. Though he tries me, yet shall I trust him. This message was for several people. I know, and that's why it took so long. It was for several people. You know, like I said to you, there are people who come to church and depend on that word. So I'm not only a pastor, I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet. And sometimes the spirit of God knows when, when people are at their wit's end. This message, go through all those joking parts, you will find treasure. You'll understand the righteousness of God. You know, there are layers to God's righteousness, but you'll understand the righteousness of God and you'll understand how your faith in that righteousness plays a role. Persuasion. If God can't persuade you, if his word can't persuade you, nothing else will. See that? What did the Shulamite woman say? He says, draw me, draw me, and I'll come running. Can we sing that? Let's sing. Let's sing that song that we go home. Draw me. Draw me. And I'll come running after you.
so deep in your faith. Draw me so deep in your word. Where all I see, all I hear is what you say. Draw me. Draw me. Draw me. And I'll come running after you. After nothing else but you. Get me to that place, Lord. I want you to tell the Lord now. Get me to that place of trust, of faith, of conviction. The place where I'm free in you and you are free with me. Get me there, Lord. It says, draw nigh unto him and he will draw nigh. Thank you. 